When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast on Cleveland.com, the Odell Beckham edition. The Browns, uh, of course, as we're recording this uh, a couple hours ago, uh, agreed to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. They gave up a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and Jabril Peppers to the Giants, Odell Beckham coming back. So I have on the line with me uh, our Browns beat team, uh, Mary Kay Cabot and Scott Patsko on the phone. How are you guys? We're doing great. How you doing? Doing good. All right. So, uh, listen, guys, let's, let's get to it. Um, just the initial reaction when, when this thing broke, um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I had just written a post um, about John Dorsey's measured approach to free agency, closed my laptop, <laughs> gone to my son's band concert, and then as the band concert was ending, I see the, uh, I see the alerts coming in. Uh, the, the Browns agreed to this trade, so I had to rush out um, and, and get home and, and get working. But, uh, uh, you know, so for me, it was a little bit of a whirlwind, I'm sure, as it was for all of you. Mary Kay, I mean, what was your reaction? This is something you've been talking about, writing about, I mean, going back to last training camp when you pulled aside Jarvis Landry and asked him about it. Um, I mean, you've been kind of beating this drum for a while. Yeah, I really have. Uh, I have written several columns saying, Here's 12 reasons that the Browns should trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Then I came back in October. That was uh, sometime last year around, I think, the owners' meetings, actually. Uh, and then in October, before the trading deadline, I, I said again, here are five reasons they should trade for Odell Beckham Jr. And then I went, uh, you know, we've done videos on it where uh, I've been kind of going down that same road. So I've been all about this for a long time. So I really thought uh, that this was a great move. I, I don't think they gave up too much. I think we said on our video recently that we all agreed we would give up number 17 and something else good, and I think that's what they did. They uh, they gave up uh, the number one, the number three. I think that's what we even said on, on one of our videos, that a, a third-round pick would be well worth it. And then they threw in Jabril Peppers, and, um, you know, they'll have to replace him somehow. But, I, you know, I think that they feel they got really good value for that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that draft compensation because you mentioned it. We all kind of threw out maybe what we would give up. Um, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get to this, but I think it's hard to complain with what they gave up here. Scott, what was, what was your initial reaction to this thing? Uh, first, anybody remember Sheldon Richardson? That seems like it <laughs> happened a lifetime ago, right, this morning? Yep. My goodness. Um, so so I, was, uh, I took over the, our live blog today 
and I was kind of keeping up with the news about Brown, the Browns and, and the NFL in general. And here and there, these fake tweets were showing up. People were throwing out information that, that wasn't true. I think an earlier one was about Le'Veon Bell going to the Ravens, which while it could happen, it just it seemed to be premature. And then the, the tweet basically ended up to be not, not the real deal. So when I first saw this, I'm, I'm checking the tweet. I'm checking. I think it was Mike Garofalo uh, who first uh, tweeted it out. I'm trying to make sure this is really the account. And there was the, kind of that, that, that moment of make sure it's real before, you know, you jump into motion. So it was kind of a delayed reaction. Just I had my guard up and I wasn't really sure it was real because people had been talking about it all day, but it just seemed, it seemed too perfect to actually happen today. You know, it, it seemed like it was going to happen maybe after free agency kind of hit at four o'clock on, on Wednesday. So it, it kind of caught me a little bit. I had to make sure it was real, but then after that, it was kind of reporting mode. And as you guys know, we've been in it ever since. Yeah. It's um, I mean, it was shot, like I said, so I'm at this band concert. I'm in this, this school full of people and they, you know, they're not on my phone like I am um, <laughs> or like any of us are, but you know, I kind of wanted to be like, guys, the, Browns just traded for Odell. I mean, the name it's uh, the name alone, Odell. Beckham, this is a guy that um, even people who don't know football or follow football closely, they know Odell Beckham. I mean, kids on the playground do, they call it the Odell, that one-handed catch. I mean, this is outside of when they drafted, you know, obviously, you know, when they drafted Johnny Manziel, that was a guy with big star power, Baker Mayfield, a guy with big star power, but Odell Beckham is, as far as established guys in the NFL that you're trading to bring in, this has to be right up there, Mary Kay, as one of the biggest acquisitions in Brown's history. This might be one of the biggest acquisitions in anybody's history. I mean, this is a blockbuster, blockbuster move for the Cleveland Browns. Three-time Pro Bowler. Now, he has, he has uh, been injured some over the last couple of seasons and uh, hasn't necessarily – uh, the season before last didn't have the, the season that he wanted to have because he was out with an ankle injury the whole year, much of the year. But um, this is just uh, takes the Browns offense to an elite level overnight. I mean, you're talking about Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, Baker Mayfield has got to be beside himself with joy. Now, we know that Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield have been lobbying for this for quite a while. We know they worked out with him at USC, and we know that they have been trying to recruit him uh, to get traded here and to come here. And it seems like their wish came true. And it, it's just, it's absolutely unbelievable. Now, I have seen some things where um, Ian Rappaport of NFL Networks is saying, that he wants to redo his deal in the same way that Antonio Brown did. So hopefully for the Browns and for all the euphoric fans that things won't break down over this uh, contract redo and that, you know, that nothing is going to happen uh, that, that will, you know, put a little dent in any of this. Hopefully uh, for everyone, this will go off without a hitch and uh, it will be consummated tomorrow and, and everyone will ride off into the sunset happy. And and I would think they'd be they'd be willing to redo this. Um, I mean, he's 26. He doesn't turn 27 until November. Um, obviously, like you said, Mary Kay, he does have a little bit of an injury history recently. Um, but you know, they they brought in Jarvis Landry and extended him almost immediately last year. Um, you know, Scott, I, I don't 
I would be surprised if there was some kind of hang up there. Obviously, you know, these things aren't official until they're official, but um, that, that aside, this is, I mean, can you think of anyone more significant that this team has acquired? I mean, I, Andre Risen, no, but uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's, no. I think what you think back to is Risen and it just, he was a big deal when he came in and I think uh, there was all the that issue over how Modell was going to pay him at the time. And obviously that just didn't work out as, at all. Um, I think you really have to go to, to the NBA and to, to kind of find a comparison, you know, when LeBron came back here or when LeBron went to LA or when Kevin Durant went to the, to the Warriors. That's, I think that's the kind of equivalent you're looking at here. When you have a player who's right in their prime, who's one of the best at their position, who is going to become almost not, he's not going to, Baker's going to be the face of the team, but Beckham is going to be such a big deal here that it's, you're right. It's hard to think of anything NFL wise that, that compares to this. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking really in terms of established, what, what a per player is established in the league name recognition uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, like I said, I mentioned Johnny Manziel, I mentioned Baker Mayfield. There's guys they probably drafted that were, that had that. But as far as established stars with this kind of star power, yeah. this is an absolutely huge deal. Yeah. And, you know, everyone thought that the Antonio Brown deal was big the other day when, when he was traded from the Steelers to the Raiders. And, you know, look, that, that almost pales in comparison to this. This is bigger than that. He's younger. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, you know, he obviously got more in terms of compensation for his team and things like that. Uh, this has a bigger feel to it. However, I must say that, look, this happens at the same time where the Steelers lose their blockbuster superstar receiver at the same time when the Browns are acquiring one. And, you know, the writing was on the wall a little bit if you really kind of were reading the tea leaves. Look what they did uh, over the last week or so. They made sure they didn't need to draft that tackle at number 17. They made sure they didn't need to draft that defensive end at number 17. They cleared the decks so that they could make this blockbuster move. And I'm sure that when they made the trade for Kevin Zeitler to uh, the Giants for Olivier Vernon, uh, that all of this was discussed at that time. Now, Dave Gettleman and John Dorsey are very close. And I'm sure that, you know, they probably initially tried to, to you know, make something happen where it was a multiplayer trade, perhaps. Uh, and, and maybe it broke down and it just didn't work out like that. And so then they came back at it again. So, yeah, I, I think that this has been kind of talked about probably since the combine. Okay, so, so let's talk about the compensation, um, what the Browns ultimately gave up. Mary Kay, you mentioned it, the number 17 overall pick. Um, the a third round pick, it was the pick that they uh, acquired in exchange for Danny Shelton uh, when they traded him to the Patriots and Jabril Peppers. And aside from the fact that this trade actually finally happened, I think when I saw the compensation, that was equally as shocking because to me, I thought all along, all right, if you're going to get Odell, you're going to have to dip into your draft, your draft capital, not just this year, but into next year, uh, maybe give up a player you know, maybe you'd have to give up two firsts. I mean, I was thinking big compensation for this. And if we're being honest, depending on how you feel about Jabril Peppers and what he's going to be, I don't feel like the Browns gave up an excessive amount in this deal at all. I mean, what do you think, Mary Kay? 
No, I don't think so at all. I mean, originally, I think back when they first started talking about trading Odell last year at this time, uh, the discussion was about two first-round picks. That was going to be, I think, the starting point, if I recall correctly. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely think that, that they got a great, great bargain here, great value. They had two third-round picks. They got 10 picks overall, or they did. And uh, and really, you know, it, you're looking at, uh, you know, hey, were they going to maybe go after a DK Metcalf or something with number 17? Why not go out and get one of the best receivers in the NFL, proven blockbuster at number 17, and and act, and go for the gusto and make this happen? I don't think they gave up too much for it at all. And, and like you said, nobody really ever quite knew how to best utilize Jabril Peppers and get the most out of him. And I, I think they can replace him. Yeah, Scott, I mean, your your thoughts on the compensation. Yeah, well, first, I put up a poll when this happened, and I asked people um, a few different questions. If they thought the Browns won, if they thought the compensation sounded about right, if they would have given up even more, if they gave up too much. And, and the winner right now, 36%, is the Browns are the real winners in this deal. And number two is the cost sounds about right. And and I do agree that that uh, that it does sound about right. I think when we Back uh, a while back when we did a video where we talked about what we would give up for Beckham, I think I said a first, the number 17 overall pick, and I'm pretty sure I said a number one the following year, and Antonio Callaway. Well, if you switch out Callaway and Peppers, you know, they're, they're still coming out ahead, I think, compared to what I was willing to give up. So uh, I, I, think it's, I think that's a good deal. Um, another interesting way to look at it is to say they, they got Beckham and Vernon for the first round pick, third round pick, Zeitler and Peppers. And that doesn't sound too bad either. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely. I, I think it's easy to fall in love with these draft picks sometimes because it's like, oh, the number 17 pick, we can get a really good player at number 17. But eventually that, that pick becomes a player. So really, what did you trade? Ed Oliver for Odell Beckham? Yeah, I would do that. Uh, and obviously the other pieces, uh, J- Jeffrey Simmons for Odell Beckham. Yeah, I would do that. There aren't a lot of guys I would have taken there at number 17 that I'd say I wouldn't trade in some sort of package for Odell Beckham. And the fact that you didn't have to give up another first in the process or anything next year or anything more than Jabril Peppers, who played really played well this year. I thought he played a lot better this year than he did his rookie year and his more natural role, but there weren't a lot of games where I watched Jabril Peppers and thought, all right, that, that dude looks like a first round pick. Now I think he'll get better and grow, but you know, there, there's still a, the jury is still out on Jabril Peppers. I, I hope he does well in New York, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's um, again, you know, you can replace a safety, especially, you know, a somewhat marginal safety, the third round pick again, they have another one of those, you know, you need to use those as currency. I mean, this is called going for the gusto. Remember at the senior bowl when, uh, and we podcasted about this there, then when none of us believed that John Dorsey wasn't going for it. We didn't buy it. We don't know. We haven't known him long, but we know him well enough. That, that That's all he's done since he's walked through the door is go for it. He has single-handedly transformed this roster, taking it out of the dark ages and into being a, a strong playoff contender, and who knows what else now, um, for the 2019 season in a little over 15 months. It's mind-boggling what he's managed to do. 
Okay, so uh, the, the last topic here, uh, b- before we kind of get out, just wanted to record a, a nice quick podcast on, on this news. Um, our colleague, as we've talked about in various areas, Doug Maurice, boldly predicted back in December that the Browns would go 12 and four. Uh, Mary Kay, you and I scoffed at him at our live event that we had, our live podcast event, and picked on him a little bit for that prediction. Kind of curious, though, uh, with the AFC North trending the way it is, Baltimore losing a bunch of defenders, uh, Antonio Brown no longer in the division, Le'Veon Bell no longer in the division, Ben Roethlisberger's a year older, uh, the Bengals, not really sure what they're going to be, even with Andy Dalton coming back. Are either of you, you know, start with Mary Kay here, are you starting to feel a little more like Doug at 12, at 12 and 4? <laughs> Well, you know, he made that prediction before Odell Beckham Jr. That's one thing. We got to hold him to that. If they do actually go 12 and 4, he doesn't get to do victory laps because he made that way before any of this. And before Kareem Hunt, right? Even before Olivier Vernon (laughs) and and Sheldon Richardson. But he was probably anticipating that John Dorsey was going to continue his wholesale overhaul. I mean, his overhaul uh, of this roster. So um, I would say, I think that the Browns are going to be at least approaching double digits or in double digits. It's looking pretty good that they they should be able to win a lot of football games this year. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not ready to go to 12, um, but I think the schedule is still kind of tough. There's still some teams on there. You got to play in New England, um, although it might be more likely that they get them early now, which would be a good thing. Um, you got the Rams, the Seahawks. The schedule's difficult still, I think, even though the division is a little bit easier. Uh, so I'm not ready to go up to 12, but I think today I feel like a 10 win season is much more realistic uh, with a first time head coach and a second year quarterback and, and all of that. I, I feel like a 10 win season feels more realistic than it did three hours ago, Scott. And I hate predictions. Um, <laughs> yeah. But one thing real quick though, Doug did tweet out right after this broke 12 and four, that was all he tweeted just 12 <laughs> yeah. and four. So he's, he's still, he's still totally on there. I think what this does is, you know, before this happened, before, they got really before they got Vernon, before free agency started. I think playoffs was the goal. I think you wanted to be, they wanted to be in contention, like real contention, not last year's one, one or 3%, like real contention for the playoffs. Now I think anything less than the playoffs is, is just a failure. Um, when you look at what they've done to, to add to this team over the last few days. So in that respect, I think the expectations have certainly gone up. I don't know about actual number of wins, but I think, if they do not make the playoffs, when you look at what they've added and the state of the rest of the teams in the division, then, then yeah, that's definitely a failure. If that means 12 and four, then, then it means 12 and four. But I'm sure that in the AFC North in 2019, you don't need 12 and four to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's, um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out. Still, first time head coach. Baker's going into his second year. We'll see how he, what, what kind of happens as teams adjust to him and how he adjusts back. And, and we'll see how the rest of this defense shakes out too. That's, that's certainly still in play um, as well. So, you know, I, I think they have a chance to be really good. And I think that's exciting for fans and, and fans should definitely, I, I'm with you. I mean, if they don't make it to the playoffs next year, that would certainly be considered 
uh, a major disappointment for this football team. So one more question for you guys. What, what are we doing Thursday night of the draft? Well, I might just stay home and, uh, and make plans for, uh, for my spring break or something. How about you guys? I, I, I mean, do we, need, uh, do we need to sit in Berea from, whatever, 5 o'clock until 2 in the morning on, on Thursday night? Or should I put in for PTO that day? I don't know. <laughs> is, is Cedar Point open? Do you guys want to go to Cedar Point? Well, you know what? Is there anything left in the beer coolers? <laughs> with with, with uh, nine picks left or eight picks left, um, you never know. Mr. Kimosabi could do some wheeling and dealing and move back up into the first round. You never know. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll keep my I'll keep my calendar clear so I'm not on top of the the mm-hmm. magnum or whatever the big coaster is now at Cedar Point. I just dated myself with that reference. Um, but so I'm not on top of some huge roller coaster at Cedar Point when John Dorsey trades into the first round. Okay, so that mm-hmm. is our uh, our emergency Odell Beckham Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to this. Thanks Scott and Mary Kay for uh, calling in on short notice so we could get this recorded. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll try and talk to you guys again sometime this week. Hopefully some availability coming and uh, things like that. But once again, thanks, everybody, for listening.